I'm Andrew Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James G. Miles. <laughs> I'm Mutz. Listen to Monster Mash. Well, and on this week's episode, we are hunting Wind Serpent Ibushi. <laughs> <laughs> The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They played the mash. It got on in a flash. They played the mash. A male elder dragon that exhibits inexplicable behaviours such as floating upside down midair. Research indicates that the emission of a special gas from all over its body and the modulation of this gas is what allows it to move freely. It shows air f- it shows air from gills on its arms and tail to fly. No, that doesn't make any sense, does it? It shows air from gills. <laughs> <laughs> it went to be blows or something. Just anyway, read well. it from the game and then you won't have to get angry at the wiki having typos every week. <laughs> I'm playing a different game. Um, creating its own turbulence to soar into great heights. I shall wipe the land clean. So we may meet at last in paradise unseen. Well, we're going to be releasing this one about ten days early, but happy International Men's Day, lads! <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Doing the male that, monster for Men's Day. <laughs> I just heard male monster and I thought, wait, I think International Men's Day is in November. I'm going to look that up. Why is... I don't care why there is one. For like, you know, bull cancer and stuff. Awareness. Sensible reasons. Oh, is there actually? I thought it was was not for good reasons. No, that's the funny thing is they're always like, well, what about International Men's Day? And there's always been one. All right, okay. It's just that, you know, men don't have real problems, so no one cares. But, you know, male suicide and balls and stuff, there are things worth talking about. Yeah, no, yeah, of course, I just assumed that you were making a joke about those people, you know? I mean, I was, I was. Yeah. I heard male Elder Dragon, oh yeah, of course the female one's stronger, bloody Capcom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this episode's getting off to a good start. Famously feminist country, Japan. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this is um, like maybe the third or fourth time in the series they've done a kind of male-female combo in terms of the monsters, right? Because uh, we've had Teostra and Astra, right? Obviously Rathi and Rathalos. Yeah. I'm sure there's another well, I think quite a few of the the monsters which have a small monster, it's like one of the genders is the big one, the other one only grows to the small size. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, there's Celtas and Celtas Queen. Yeah. Smaller stuff like Jaggy Jaggy, right? As well. Yeah. If you go down that road. But, um... But, yeah, the I think this is... The difference here is that it's explicitly, like, they want to get together and mate, and that's what you're trying to prevent. Yes. 
Um, I suppose this is going to be a little bit difficult to talk about some of the details of Ibushi from a story standpoint. That will probably come up in our Narwa episode, I would presume. Um, So the classic Monster Hunter thing, right, is you have the flagship monster, and that's being blamed for some calamity or other. And then it turns out there's an even bigger monster which is actually responsible. But in this game, you find the one who's like, oh, here's the actual bigger monster. But then that leads you to yet another, even bigger one, because <laughs> yeah. there's like, it's looking for its queen. Yes. Which, um, this was, this was initially the endgame boss, right? Until... No, there was, yes. there was that fight with Nawa where she doesn't die. Yes, fight... sorry, so you yes. Fight, you fight Ibushi in the rampage. Um, oh, so I have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you fight Nawa, but she doesn't die. She falls down a hole. Hmm. Then you do the hunt yes. where you fight them both and actually yeah. kill them. Yes, I remember now. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, you did You did have both <clears throat> of them in the game at launch. There we go. It's all good then. We're all good. Yeah. So this, um, this hunt today also, was... On you go. You can actually see Ibushi right in the first cutscene of the game. Can you? Yeah, yeah, your hunter looks up to the sky and you see it like disappear into the clouds. And you're like, huh, what was that? I don't remember that. That's a bit, um... yeah. It's it's a it's a real like brief moment, and but yeah, you actually get a look at like a dragon flying away in the clouds, and I was like, oh, I bet that's going to be a really late game monster, and I was correct. That makes me think of um, when Ash clocks Hoto at the beginning of the Pokemon anime. Yes, it it had big Ash clocks Hoto vibes. Yeah. And we don't mean Ash punches Hoho, although he does have a real <laughs> habit of punching Pokemon in all the movies. Does he? Yeah, he like tries to punch Mewtwo. He has multiple fist fights with Lucario. <laughs> he tries to punch various robots. That's fair. I mean, why not? Why not? Oh, it's great. I actually really like Ash because he's such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a whole other podcast for that. So. <laughs> So this hunt that we did today for the podcast was actually like one of the first times I think I got a real good chance to see what Abushi does from a moveset perspective because you don't fight, typically in the actual course of the game, you don't fight Abushi in a standard hunt, so to speak. He's either in the rampage, where you've got all this other bullshit to, uh, to, to deal with him, and you don't really focus so much on what his moves are and how to dodge them because it's, well, the rampages are penalty-free for the most part and, qu- and quite easy as well. Um, or you fight him alongside Narwhal where he isn't actually really the main focus of the fight. So, yeah, it was quite cool to actually see what he did, that he does, and uh, see that, uh, you know, I know that, that hunt we did will probably be overtuned in terms of difficulty because it's a, an event quest, but... You, you do see that he, he still hits like a fucking truck. He's still an Elder Dragon at the end of the day and removed from the context of the Rampage. He's still uh, a pretty tough fight, all told. Yeah, it's, and it's interesting because in the main game, you don't get much of that impression. He feels really neutered. Yeah. Because, like you say, he's just he's in the Rampage and then the finally when you get to fight him, like, um, I guess this actually is spoilers, you don't even kill him. Nawa kills him. Yes. She, like, praying mantises him, kills him and takes his power. Black Widow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's... uh, It was nice to get, actually, a decent fight with him and see him get a little chance to shine. 
Yeah, like in that arena, he still does some of the things that the that Narwa does. If I remember really, like kind of lifting up the um, yeah, like the platforms. Well, platforms. That's yeah. right. But does he, does he not do that stuff originally? Though? He does. He does do that. Um, but it's just that fight is so brief that you don't get much chance to deal with him. Exactly. I wasn't sure how much is just me remembering bits of which fight. So either yeah. of them that you fight in that arena, they will pull up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like because you're fighting them in like a ruined castle, so they're just they're pulling up rocks, and those rocks happen to have defenses. I guess is what's meant to be happening. Yeah. But in terms though, of the actual. <laughs> Very unlucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, again? God damn it. <laughs> I should stop using this move. I'm not gonna. <clears throat> it's every video game boss ever, right? <laughs> yeah. That's I don't know. Right. I feel this is a very special example of incompetence. Yeah. The seven previous times I've tried to headbutt him, I've got my head stuck in a wall and he stabbed me on my weak point, but this time I'm <laughs> definitely going to get him. Look, if, if all you've been given is big horns, you've got to keep headbutting. That's that's the law of the land. I want a t-shirt with Andy with big devil horns and it says, God, keep headbutting. <laughs> that's the law of the land. There we go. There's our first bit of Monster Mash merch right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, talking about the actual, what he does in terms of a moveset, I think part of the reason you don't notice it so much in the Rampage is because he's focused less not so much on you as a hunter but on that big fucking door at the end of the end of the rampage right. Arena, right so well that i think that's why a lot of his moves are very ambient he just creates winds and storms around him because that way even though he's not focusing on you he can still hit you i would i would say he's actually a, a bit more physical than that because what, what i was thinking is like narwa seem to use a lot more in terms of like beams and oh yeah she does all kinds of beams and lightning and stuff whereas the only kind of big ranged move that i remember seeing from abushi was that big kind of fucking laser beam that he does that kind of he spins around doing it um mm. whereas other than that he seemed to be doing a lot more kind of like punches and, and slams yeah, tail and slams and, and charges and stuff yeah he seemed mean, a lot when mm-hmm. you're doing the actual rampage hunt he's creating a lot of tornadoes around himself yeah, and I, so I suppose you notice that more because if he's designed cause... to be the final boss of the rampage, it makes sense they'd give him just some storms and stuff as well as the physical moves because he's not going to be coming at you with those physical yeah. moves. Yeah, yeah, which is where you actually when you fight him in that arena, you'll, you'll notice his moves set a bit more and notice yeah, he hits like a fucking truck as well. Yeah, but again, that's also partly because it's a pumped up quest. Yeah. And we were talking about assholes again, as usual. So, <laughs> sorry, no, 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 no. But let's not go. With... We were talking about assholes again, as usual. Yeah, you're, you... you're taking all the credit what? for that. Must, must, chipped in. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can shut up about assholes, Andy. Don't you go on about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you don't. You just are. So, <laughs> I need to talk about it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from a kind of design standpoint um i do think the having a more eastern style of dragon in the game like is, is such a perfect kind of design motif to fit with the overall look of the game 
And uh, uh, yeah, I, I think Ibushi and Narwa as well, but of course, we're speaking about Ibushi. Um, really, really cool monster design and something a bit different for the series as well, as a whole. Yeah, the only other monster like him I can think of is Amatsu. Yes, yeah, but Amatsu feels like you did, when, when did you last see Amatsu, right? Yeah, I guess he was in Double Cross, but yeah. Uh, the, yeah, I don't remember fighting it. I'm sure we did fight it, but I don't remember it. Which one's Amatsu again? The one that's like, a bit like Ibushi that just floats around. Does does more wind right. stuff though? It's got like that big super move where it can it does the wind vortex and pulls you in and then it explodes. It, I think it was the final boss of um... Portable Third. Yeah, the one that this the same director created, so it makes sense. <clears throat> oh, fair enough. But um, yeah, I think the, the you know they've got that Eastern style influence, but it's still got its own touches, like with the the air sacs kind of on its body to kind of help it manoeuvre and, 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 and wander about and actually when I was thinking about the air sacs element of the monster it really reminded me of um, in Shadow of the Colossus if you've played that the big massive sand dragon that like, kind of floats mm. through the desert that kind of propels itself using those air sacs if you remember that one yeah I, I, I don't remember it having air sacs but I do remember that monster Pretty sure it had kind of big air sacks to help it move through the desert, and that just gives me big abushi vibes when when I was thinking about it. Okay, <clears throat> well, I mean, the the design, like you say, is very Eastern Dragon. I'm probably going to get more into that next in the Nawa episode because with the castle and stuff, I think it's very specifically based on a real dragon, uh, mm-hmm. or like a a dragon from Maplead mythology. But mm-hmm. the wind sacks. Uh, very explicitly come from Fujin, which is the god of winds. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, in most depictions, he has the this big wind sack around his neck, which yeah. he like blows the storms oh. out of. And that's why the Ibushi armor has that. Okay. Um, you usually see Fujin and Raijin together as like a, on like screen doors and stuff, classic paintings. Mm-hmm. They look kind of like Oni gods. They're like demon gods. Which means they have the the power of gods, but not the wisdom. Which is why they just cause storms and shit. Um, but, of course, <clears throat> the wind god is very highly revered in Japan because of the um, the kamikaze in the Mongol invasion. So when the Mongols tried to invade Japan, twice their whole fleet was wiped out by typhoons. Um, which the Japanese called kamikaze, which is god wind. And then that's what the airplanes are named after. Well, just realised, totally unrelated to Monster Hunter, but still related to Fujin and Raijin. See the two frog lads in Wind Waker that, like, you get the teleportation songs from? Yep. They're based off Fujin and Raijin, I guess, then, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, it's all, like, every anime and video game and series you can think of is full of references to these guys because they're all over mm. Japanese temples and castles and artwork and bloody adverts for energy drinks. Anything you can think of, they've used that classic image of those two. Yeah, I think there's a like the classic screen door ones, like a painting you can unlock an Animal Crossing and things like that as well. So yep. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I know a bit, a, a little, a fair bit about kind of Japanese 
mythology and, and, and the gods and things like that. And I've you know I've already heard the Fujin and Rajin before, so pretty common. Yeah. And then I also think um, Ibushi really reminds me of a seahorse. And in, in Japanese, they're called sea dragons. You know, seahorse, the little fish thing. Yeah, I know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> you said it like you did. <laughs> no, I'm just working. I'm just working about. I, I don't. I don't see it myself personally. It was just. It's like it's the like the fat belly, the long tail, the head. The way it curls if he, around. If he itself. wasn't, yeah, if he okay. wasn't upside down, if he was the right way up, he looks quite a lot like a seahorse. Yeah. Okay. Um, and with seahorses, the male can hold the eggs. Like yeah. they're famously, the male can be pregnant for a bit, mm-hmm. and he, his belly sometimes looks very similar to um, Nawa's like pregnant belly. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Oh, man. I can't take my eyes off his weird, massive mouth with many mouths inside. Yeah, he's got a bit of that xenomorph mouth. Yeah, it, like opens really wide. He's got like that really wide, like almost like a hippo-like jaw, you know, where they're just really good at crushing things. But then inside it, he's got all these little pincery mouths, little nibblers. It's a, it's a strange one. Well, he described them as really good at crushing things. Yeah, hippos it's, it's are well like good at crushing things. Like, they... It's, it's, it'd make it sound like it's a hobby, like, oh yeah, I love, I love a bit of crushing. I'll do that on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, um, there's a couple of weird snakes and shit where when they open their mouth, it like, it opens up into more segments than you'd expect. It's got like a split jaw. Mm. Yeah. He kind of looks like one of those. And because he's got those big horns on his head, in the the little painting, the monster icon, it looks like the port horns are the bottom part of the mouth and the head is the right way up. But actually the head is upside down. Oh yeah, kind, I see what you mean. It is kind of a busy design, but I think it does all come together pretty well. I think um, the key with uh, with that monster from a design perspective is that you get to appreciate its scale from a distance quite a lot because of the way it moves. So yeah. it's got that kind of space for you to to drink it in, man. <laughs> um, well, with a lot of Monster Hunter monsters, just seeing them as a still image, they're not that interesting. Like even like the Rathalos, right? It's a pretty generic red like wyvern but when you see it the way they've animated them and how alive they are and how everything fits together that's when they come across as such great monster mm-hmm. designs so just to look at ibushi maybe you don't think he's that much but when you see him flowing around and the way he sort of swims through the air he's a really cool design yeah it um accentuates as well i think the the mythical element to like the uh the monster the way it moves is uh it's very distinct in comparison to a lot of the more natural kind of monster designs as well which i think really plays in its favor and also helps with the general kind of awe of the way it looks but yeah dragons in like western folklore are powerful but essentially just animals whereas um like they're like just the most dangerous creature whereas in japanese like asian chinese folklore Dragons are like one step below the gods, and they're they're much more supernatural in nature. So it makes sense that he doesn't feel quite so much like a normal living creature. Mm-hmm. Anything on the name of the old wind serpent, Lucky Boy? 
Well, the Japanese name is Ibushi Makihiko. Um, both of which are actual names for boys. Um, oh. Ibushi, uh, it does mean like divine wind or something like that. And also Bushi just means warrior, which is where like Bushido comes from. Mm-hmm. So I can't find a specific like... I can't tell if it is meant to be just using the names and what they mean, or if it's going for something different. So it's very difficult to look up, because if you look up, like, Ibushi meaning, you could get the meaning for the actual name on a bunch of celebrities, like the wrestler who is named Ibushi. (laughs) 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 Who's find that? (laughs) But yeah, it's it's one which just comes from the Japanese name, and the Japanese name at least means, like, powerful wind or wind of destiny something like that which fits the monster i think what's quite interesting is the fact that it's the the wind serpent aspect is actually included in the name of the monster which you typically don't really see in a monster name unless it's like a subspecies or something like that what that really reminds me of is um a lot of transformers if they have a name which you it's difficult to copyright like ratchet the toys are never called Ratchet. They're called Autobot Ratchet. So I think this is a case of they can't copyright Ibushi because it's just a dude's name. So yep. their copyright is Wind Serpent Ibushi, and they always call it Wind Serpent Ibushi okay, I, I, because that's a name. That's a name that they can claim. I can get behind that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, even if you're not thinking about it from such a like cynical legal perspective it might just be that they don't think ibushi is that is memorable enough on its own so they want to call it wind up and ibushi just for like artistic reasons i mean it does but give yeah, it, I'm always thinking it gives it a bit of gravitas doesn't it i, I think so yeah so it's got a title hasn't it very regal really talk about it much but yeah so it turns out this guy is what's causing the rampage which we kind of forget is the like plot of yeah. for most of the mm. the main campaign is that this village is constantly being attacked by a rampage mm-hmm. and yeah ibushi is he drives the monsters into a frenzy just because he's psychically sending out like waves because he's trying to find nawa and then the two twins in the village, Hinoa and Minato, start. One of them has Ibushi's psychic thoughts coming out of her mouth, and the other one has Nawa's. Which I've always assumed is a reference to the two twins who psychically communicate for Mothra in all the kaiju movies. Is There is something quite strange about like hearing effectively what is the voice of a monster in, in, in one of these games. Um like that that whole aspect feels I, just quite odd I yeah. think personally I don't, I don't think it was meant to be normal no it's uh, yeah, <laughs> no <laughs> I, if the if the monster it happens all the time in Japan Jay I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> if the monster had just landed and started speaking, like smell I don't think it would have worked I really but, like, wish it had done that <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Hunter. I think you'd have loved that, to be honest. Uh, I don't know, actually. It wouldn't have been very much. <laughs> no. But, you know, 
twins are already a little bit creepy and psychic, plus their white variants, plus Ow. their... Savage attack on twins. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, we, we're saying the things that nobody ever is too afraid to say. We're telling you, twins, you're creepy. Get out of it. It's like... It's like a bloke, but there's two of him. It is a bit weird. All <laughs> uh, women. We're not talking about women today, Andy, because it's International Men's Day. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. I suppose they, they needed to have a way to convey the whole the whole plot point behind Narwana Bushi. Um I mean, they would usually they would just have some expert turns up and say, yeah. "Oh, he's searching for his queen." Yeah. But I think this is a more like atmospheric, mm-hmm. poetic. You know, if it does fit the tone of this game, a bit different, isn't it? A bit different. I don't. It would. I don't think it would have worked if they'd done it in world. Yeah. But this game has a very different tone already, so I think it does. I think they do pull it off. Mm. Like um, in. I assume none of you care about Godzilla versus Kong spoilers. I've seen it, so no. Kong speaks sign language in that film. That's pretty cool. And again, they, you know, it's just it's done well enough that it works. Whereas mm-hmm. you could, if you didn't, if you just heard someone say it happens, you might think it sounds insanely cheesy. Sure. But in both cases, I think they pulled it off. It's like when Pikachu speaks in that Pokemon when... movie. Yeah. Again, they actually do that pretty well. I was going to say, when the first Transformers film came out, I remember seeing reviews that were like, oh, the film was great until halfway through all the robots start talking and it's such a dumb, cartoony thing. Like, That's what Transformers do, man. <laughs> like, Did you want them all to just stomp around and not be characters? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the problem is that is what people wanted, isn't it? Oh, I want to watch yep. films about humans being human. Shut up. I want more adventures of Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, please. I want five minutes of people saying, oh, the Transformers are coming, and then I just want non-stop robot carnage. How um how normal is it in these Monster Hunter games to have particular set piece stuff around like the final monsters? Because obviously you've got bloody Island Rock Boy from World, which is just an entire set piece thing. But in this one, it's not. It doesn't go that far. But you've got those platforms that it pulls up and you shoot at it. Is that a more recent thing in Monster Hunter games, or have there always been aspects like that to the <laughs> final stuff? Uh, it's always been a thing, but I think as the games have evolved and they've just had the budget to include more unique assets, they yeah. felt more separate. Yeah. But the final boss has always had its own arena and a bit of a cutscene building up to it and stuff. Yeah, they've always had like some sort of extra element beyond just scrapping with the lad, you know. So like, I think like I mean, Atlokar from Double Cross, you had the whole climbing on him and breaking up the big parts of the mech. Um, oh, even all the way back in the original Monster Hunter, right, you have the Lao Shan yes, Long comes before Fatalis, right. and it's a siege hunt where you have cannons and stuff. Uh, mm. Dharma Moran from so 4. It's always been a thing, definitely, yeah. Uh, there's all the stuff on the boats from 3 as well. 
Yeah, so I always had, always had something I, about I think unique. that Drown Run comes from originally, right? Oh, that's cool. I, I just, yeah. yeah. I, I obviously only have World to compare it to, which took things too far, let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, the platform stuff's okay. I, think, I do think it is a little bit silly, uh, but, you know, at least it gives you something to interact with. And again, there's a bit of a spectacle it's to still, it. It still feels like you're playing Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a lot of the time Zora Magdoros kind of doesn't. Exactly, yeah. Like, there isn't a moment where I don't feel like the fight is about me and my agency versus the uh, Ibushi and what it wants to kind of do mm-hmm. and mm. and the spacing that it's trying to achieve, whereas, yeah, Sora Magdoros is just the, uh, well, it's a juggernaut, isn't it, <laughs> basically? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you're, you're not, like, like, with Ibushi, you can use cannons and machine guns and whatever. But also, you can just go and attack it with your sword. You can fight it like a monster. Yeah. Whereas Zora Magdoros, it's it's not a monster. It's the level on which you're platforming. And you're I just think... running from cannons and items and stuff to deal with it. I mean, to be fair uh, to the to the move as well, the pulling up of, uh, of uh, platforms, it works well with the, obviously, the wire bug. But it's also mm-hmm. not something that's going to... There was a there's a fine balance between making that sort of thing too difficult to grab onto. Like if they made some high platforms or something that you had to double well, you had wire to string bug to. Two or three, yeah. yeah, and they've cho- I think they've chosen a, a you know a fair enough balance. I don't think it's trivial necessarily. I mean, it's fairly easy to get onto them, obviously, but it's especially if you, they just happen to come up under you, which does happen. Oh sometimes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think you know they've done a done a decent job there. And also, it can hit you and knock you out. Like we did all faint on that one, apart from Andy. Um, Thank you. <laughs> whereas I don't, I don't think I've ever fainted on a fucking Zora Magdaros. No. Yeah. I think I've occasionally done out of just pure not paying attention. Put your controller yeah. down, got and made a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. like you know, <laughs> trying to asphyxiate wank during it to get some sort of pleasure out of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> The only kind of wank for Zora Magdoros. <laughs> That's why we just call it the Zora. If you put a finger up the bum as well, it's the Zora the Explorer. So, next week we're going to be talking more more bullshit than normal, to be honest. Um, as you get to hear all the stuff that we thought was not worth putting in the main podcast so that'll be the outtakes episode and uh, personally I'm looking forward to that because I'm, I'm sure there'll be parts in there that I've forgotten about or, or, or what not so it'll be worth it'll be worth a listen if you enjoy our in, insane ramblings at points so check out that one let's be honest listeners next week will be more of what you actually <laughs> but um if you if you're one of those those luke's gonna overshare and he's gonna be a weird man what had <laughs> <laughs> bizarre opinions and, oh, okay. like, I, I don't think that having weird opinions makes me a weird man I mean, that's, that's a, you I'm... said that your water tasted <laughs> <rich>. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. So if you're if you're what well, if you're just here for some Monster Hunter chat though, then after the outtakes episode we're gonna be talking about um small monsters, I believe, will be coming up after that. 
Um, we got things like small monsters. We got things like a recap of the monsters that came back from Monster Hunter World. Endemic life, I'm sure. <laughs> you had the idea Just to do the endemic life area by area. Um, <laughs> Probably do an episode on the rampage itself at yep, some point. And we've still and loading screens. And we've still got a few big monsters to go as well. So there's still plenty of monster under action before. Sunbreak. We'll see how long we can drag this out until Sunbreak. <laughs> so uh, yeah, keep keep your uh, keep your ears peeled for that. But uh, until then, where can we be found, Luke? You can find us on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod, or also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, app, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. You can probably find us by searching Monster Mash Podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe, rate and review, share it with your Monster Hunter playing friends. If you want to help keep it online, go to patreon.com slash podcastia podcastius, where you can help support this podcast and find other podcasts made by me and my pals. And what can they tweet at AndyMan949 this week, Moss? Hippos crushing it. <laughs> oh, actually, I would actually enjoy that. That's, that's, that's pretty good. You know what's really good is... Actually, the episode that's coming out closest to International Men's Day is the outtakes one. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Probably more appropriate. Well, until then, catch you next time. Get the doctor to have a poke up there, lads. No, thank you. Goodbye. Farewell. Toodles. Uh, Let's do this. This is the hey, first muscle. time I fought this uh, monster. Muscle man, to ready to up. Ready up for the crest, baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. I've forgotten all the controls again, including <laughs> readying up. <laughs> <laughs> this board's well. Oh, kind of uh. sexy, baby. <laughs> what? I forgot, yeah, this is how you get when you see any of the loading screens on Monster Hunter. <laughs> Save it for the loading screen episode, mate. <laughs> right, I'm going to remember to take my potion this time. Is this a different place to usual? Is this a normal place? It's a Just a normal uh, place. Oh, wait, no, you haven't fucking got to this one. You, 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 you yeah. the game. Yeah, you're not beating the game. <laughs> <laughs> Case Wait, in no, point. He's, double, he's 65, so he must have done the 50 quest, right? You've, you've uh, not, no, he's not... you unlock that quest of 50, but he doesn't cap your HR. Ah! Yeah, he's not fought Narva. He's not fucking finished this game. No, I fought it, like, as part of the. Oh, no, wait, this isn't Narva. This is Narva. Yes. Correct. Oh, okay. There we go. Brand new monster reaction coming at you. This isn't. Why didn't we do my urgent then? Because oh, we don't do. want to fight Narva yet. <laughs> We're not doing a Narwa podcast. Because there was oh. Narwa. <laughs> so wait, we're not fighting Narwa, we're just fighting Narwa. Yes, this is the Ibushi episode of the podcast. Right, no, that's what I thought we were doing. Yeah. I, I was confused why you said I've not fought Narwa yet. That's irrelevant. No, because the, you don't fight him in this map until the Narwa fight. Oh, okay, spoilers. Go. But, um... <laughs> also leans quite nicely into our previous point about not being HR 100. Boy, is HR 123. Oh.
I've got better things to do with my life. You absolutely don't. Oi! Thank God it's the galaxy. Great. It's quite hard, that lad, eh? It was great. I finished it. Okay, so now you don't have to Oh shit. What? Um, I might have forgot to bring any potions. You fucking go back to the camp. <laughs> Do you know what else I missed? Say potion seller. <clears throat> um, I missed the infinite spirit bug. <laughs> so you've oh. just been operating at standard health the whole time? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that would be silly to do that, wouldn't it? <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why Jay fainted five minutes five seconds into that. <laughs> I wonder why he was fainted just then. I, I had to say. Good shit at gates. Ah. That's rude. Splitting wyvern shot. Oh, you've got the big bomb. Oh, we got the big bomb. Well, it's the big bomb. Oh no, we need to lure him over here? I can't get how this works. I thought, I thought you could you target him. No, it's actually... We do for the no. Dragonator, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is a... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, is he coming over? He's coming over. Come over your tits. You forget how this works at your peril, so... <laughs> She's peril. There's just a lot of peril right now. Peril Cola? Yeah. That's the new... Sorry, new what? The new Pokemon remake that's coming out, isn't it? Pokemon Peril. Cool. Is anyone getting that? Yeah. I'm well, obviously Luke's getting it. Well, obviously you are. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, I any... that was not a question for... My, uh, <laughs> <coughs> my girlfriend is, I have no interest in it, personally. I'm much more interested in Arceus, but I will play it. Oh, fair enough. No, that one I am, actually. But I don't like... Very much, they are the only mainline games I haven't played in the series, so I might get it someday. Really? Yeah. I didn't play uh, Black and White because I really didn't enjoy Diamond and Pearl. Actually, I do like Black and White. I'll, I'll play Black and White 2 if you count that, which you probably should, right? I do. No, no, I don't count this. Okay. Yeah, I, the, I, they, uh, I, I hate the box legendaries with Black and White. Fucking hate them. Well, the white one. Oh, no, the white one has a shuttlecock. <laughs> Shuttlecock shoved up its ass, and the the black one is like the the opposite. <laughs> shuttlecock coming out its ass. It's if you look at them and see a shuttlecock, you can't you can't see it. Yeah, it's meant to look like a jet. Yeah, it doesn't. It looks like a shuttlecock. <laughs> what have you got against the shuttlecock? Angry, but I feel that you shouldn't put them up your ass. <laughs> no, it's uh, Zagreus from the Hades. <laughs> Uh, exactly okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where I got the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a pillar just appeared underneath me. How many, uh, how many feints do we get at this guy? Or... It looks like one of us had, um... I had oh, insurance. Right. Yeah, so, so the answer is, one more and we're dead. Yeah. Everyone except Andy is fainting. Yep, I was gonna draw attention to that as long as I didn't fuck up at the end. <laughs> He's waiting for his moment to shine. Oh, I play multiplayer games now! <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's me. Oh, I play a lot of Fortnite actually. <laughs> um, no. I just do. 
That's why he's always making those pyom pyom noises. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, what do you, is that thing about Fortnite? I don't know. I, I you tell me, mate. <laughs> I just assume. I'm pretty sure you don't have to make noises to play Fortnite. Yeah, you That's do. I mean, you do. If you want to get sound effects, you have to pay extra. So most kids just go pyom pyom. <laughs> Yeah, also, like, you can't, it's not possible to be completely silent, because you'll just be dead. So, yeah, you have to make sound effects to do all that. Well, you're dead inside, at least. <laughs> the day I stop going, you know, you know, you know, I hope someone does put me in my misery. <laughs> <laughs> how, how often do you do that? Oh, yeah, that's a move that exists. I forgot you can press X What's saying beyond beyond? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that move. Beyond beyond, never forget. <laughs> is, it, is this like the plot of a bad Andy RPG where he forgets the beyond beyond? The Andy RPG, just every single scene it says Andy will forget this. <laughs> <laughs> Now, to be fair, not quite every scene, because he did remember the Matrix in Newcastle. <laughs> That's true. I remember important things like that. Not shit about Monster Hunter. Do we? Do any of us even like Monster Hunter? <laughs> nah, not really. <laughs> we just do it for just that sweet, sweet gather, gather on a Sunday morning, innit? <laughs> like yeah, we just saw a gap in the market. Thought we'd invest our time. Turns out there was not a gap in the market. People are not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there was a gap in the market. It's just a shit gap. <laughs> AKA the arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Business. 202. <laughs> <laughs> Number 202, am I right? Oh, for fuck's sake. Two is the number. <laughs> oh, tomorrow's the tail come off. Yeah, it's come off me. <laughs> You're gonna go, oh, I didn't realise that's the number for who? Do I <laughs> die, Andy? <laughs> what was that? Please don't die. I, I didn't intend to, he just did a big tail slab. Were you going for the tail? No, I genuinely wasn't okay, at the time. Okay, I believe you. Like, he genuinely just comboed me, like... But well, I'd admit to my tail cuffs. <laughs> Wombo combo. Maybe we should have done the rampage one. Well, just because we can't fail it. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh no. Oh, 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 oh no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what a fucking letdown. Four lives, none of them to me, baby. <laughs> Sad. I got an orb though. <laughs> you jammy bugger. Can't. <laughs> Better than getting enough. Well, that was a shambles. <laughs>